Hello again, and welcome to Crime in Music. I'm your host, Brian J. Kinsley, and with me as always, whoa, yeah, my friend Ben Rupel. You having a good day? Hey. Good day. I'm having a great day. I'm having a great day. Awesome. Much good. like uh, much like all the days we have here, every other week, when, you know, kind of when we get around to it, we'll bring you a new true crime podcast about people in and around the music industry and their misadventures in the law breaking. If you like music history, murder mystery, people with eccentricity, you've picked the right podcast. Share with a friend, tell a relative. Right now, we're trying to get the good people of Europe. If you know any friends or you have family in Europe or their neighbors, Asia, please send them your favorite episode. Tell them to give us a listen. That would be a huge help. We love hearing from the people all over the world. So uh, hit up those Euros if you would, everybody. But also... How are you? How are you guys doing around here in, in wherever you're at? If you're in uh, the islands or if you're in Alaska or if you're in India, drop us a line. Our email is feedback at crimeandmusic.com. Find us on all the social medias at Crime and Music or my favorite, Speakpipe. Go to our website. Scroll down, as Ben has said. Click the Speakpipe widget and just start recording. Tell us what you think. Tell us good, bad, in between, the ugly, all of it. So, yeah. uh, having said that, how you doing today, Coach Ben? Good. Yes. Um, so we are. We are. Um, Brian already alluded to every other weekish. Sometimes it's a <laughs> tough time. Yeah, but if you if you know us, if you listen to the show, you know that we're not. I mean, calendars are hard sometimes, but ah. we're going to get you content, and it's going to be worth it. It's worth the wait. And I'll, I'll tell you what, though. You know, so there were a couple episodes that we waited. You know, three weeks to put another bit out yeah um afraid so afraid so and i didn't think much of it you didn't think much of it whatever but it was very warming to hear some of the feedback that our 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 regular listeners are you know folks that like to download us every other week they're like hey man where uh where's my where's my fix i need where's my episode bro (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's exactly what it was we got we we heard you're like hey hey where are you at man we're listening we're trying we're doing our best we're doing our best so and like like you told a buddy you were going to help him move and he didn't show up. You're just like, hey, hey, you said you're going to be here. Where are you at, man? I'm sitting here with these pizzas and you're not here. Like I, I got I got a truck of pizza and you're not here, dude. So no. So on we, that we're, on we're that good. note, and only because this is this is people we know. <laughs> uh, what are we in our? We're in our Sidebar? 40s a little bit. And, Don't tell them. And 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 we're all doing okay. I mean, it's not like you know I have. Fu money laying around all oh, over. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I don't have that. Dollar dollar bills, y'all. But um, I did find a funny. My our buddy, our buddy Rat, his mom's um, uh, kind of moving a little bit, and he calls me up today. He's like, "Hey man, I'm gonna be down back down in the hood. You, yeah, I gotta move some couches out of my mom's basement. Uh, give me a hand. You know, <laughs> oh, Yanni, what are you, what are you doing tomorrow uh, afternoon? Loads, Rat. I gotta go do loads now. What the? <laughs> you know that came up too. Like, oh, I'll help you do some loads. We'll get the loads done. 20 years, I got to do loads. My old man's making me do loads. But this week, if you're ready, mm-hmm. we are going to be talking about drinking. I like that. Uh, but we're also going to be talking about beefing. Oh, I already am putting, I'm, I'm getting my categories of guest to guest ready. Go ahead, beefing. Yeah, and, and what comes with drinking and beefing? Uh, the fighting. The fighting. All right, drinking, so beefing, fighting. So we're drinking, beating, and beefing, and fighting. If you're ready, yeah, we're gonna start this off and play favorite game. Guess, guess. So okay, I I, I gotta get a, I gotta get a win here. It's been a, I think it's been a couple episodes since I had a win, Brian. 
I feel like it has been. I haven't done your stats in a while, but I feel like you might be either even or real close. Well, the stats got skewed. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. The stats oh, that was got, weak. They got skewed a little bit, I think, because of a few where I saw the computer screen, I think, one time, maybe a little bit. and then That happens yeah. when you cheat. Sure. And then there were a couple that I... I, I can't remember. It was under under it was definitely under scrutiny. So we're not gonna carry the stats anymore. We're just gonna have fun with it. Everything's not a competition. Okay. Start with the first question. Do <laughs> 75 I know, seconds. Do I know who this is? Hundred percent. One hundred percent. This right. is peak up your alley. First now we got a lot of pressure on me. Now this is well, yeah, is this no, how Jason feels every clue. time he does this? All this yeah, apparently so. Alright, go ahead. The, the first clue is when I announced your name, but uh, the first clue here. Uh, star of Surreal Life Reality TV Show Season 1. Flavor Flav? Oh no, but he was on that same season. Um, They were an opener, like their band was an opener for a Kiss tour, and Gene Simmons fired him. That's All how crazy they were. Alright, they crazy. Okay. 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 This guy, I, oh damn, tip my hat. This guy in the band, well, this person, I guess, this guy in the band, um, they don't load or unload or carry any gear to the gigs. It's a hint on what they do. They don't carry shit. Okay. They won't help you carry things. They won't help you load your drums. They won't carry the guitar amps. None of that stuff. Okay. The not. They're not roadies. <laughs> nope. <laughs> All right. With five seconds left, we're going to get to the easy ones here. It's the lead singer of Motley Crue. Uh, 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 now I can't remember his name. Vince Neal. Some people Vin- call him Vinny. V- Vince. Vince Neal. Vince Young. Yeah. Vince, Vince Neal. McMahon. I knew it was a Vince. Woo! You got it. It's Vince Neal. See, I knew you could get it. That's a good one. There you go. Um, you did it. Well, why was it the? Is it Motley Crue? Is that why you said they don't carry their own stuff? What? What's no, it's because he's a singer. Singers don't carry gear. Is that a thing? That's a thing. Yeah. Really? Ask that's... anybody who's not a singer. Go ahead. That just a singer. <laughs> you see, you see, anybody out there hauling drums up and down the stairs? No, you didn't. No, but she was hauling some cans around. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right. We are, all, right. all right. If you're ready. Yeah. Uh, I like it's a great one. time. To, we're definitely going to be talking about cans. We're talking about Motley Crue, lead singer, as I said, Vince Neil, born February 8th, 1961, in Hollywood, California, USA. Actual name Vincent Neil Wharton. Wharton? So, all right. So, that's this, his first name and his middle name, Vince Neil. Our episode, Wharton. Our episode is focusing on Vince Neil. Specifically, the okay. man Vince Neil. Yes, I mean because he was surrounded by other <laughs> monster monster names. And oh, dude, we're gonna. There's gonna be some follow up episodes from what you hear today. I was like, oh my gosh, these people were doing what? So yeah, I learned a lot in researching this uh, podcast. Oh right, so. yeah, we could do we could do four episodes here. I think we can. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that's pretty much what we're saying. So da- solid three, that's for sure. Yeah, so. yeah. So okay, Vince Neil, good. Uh, and you know what? I'd say. Tommy Lee's probably the one that everybody knows m- the most about, only because of the Pamela Anderson crap and all that stuff. Correct. And that I, comes up. And we'll, I, we'll get there. And I want a d- disclaimer. In my mind, 
I think our audience <laughs> is starting to realize it's very compartmentalized. What I believe is. And, <laughs> and the same space that Motley Crue has been filed in my hard drive of a brain is being shared by like six different hair bands. <laughs> All hair like, bands, yeah. <laughs> including like Poison and Warrant. And I mean, they're just so. Oh, yeah. I'm just heads up, everyone. I'm definitely going to get some people confused in this one. <laughs> okay. Well, luckily, I am here to help you because I was raised by uh, hair and glam rock band Older Brothers. So this is 100% my wheelhouse. Uh, oh, boy. And do we get into things? It brought me back just listening to the music, man. Speaking of being raised, uh, he was raised by his parents, Shirley Ortiz, his mom, and Cloyce Odie Wharton, his dad. They were not married? I apparently not. Well, I mean, they didn't share a last name. I don't know why I key, well, I key on that, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, well, okay. There you go. Maybe that's her maiden name. Yeah, maybe. Nee yeah. Smith, yeah. you know? I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he has Mexican ancestry on his mother's side and Native American ancestry on his father's side. And during the 1960s, his family moved around the south, uh, Southern California, that is, from Inglewood to Watts before they finally settled in Glendora. He attends Sunflower Intermediate School and then later Royal Oak High School. There's we're, We got a Royal Oak out here in Michigan, so I guess there's one in California. Okay. Copycats. Uh, there's a nearby Royal Oak High School in Covina. That's where he meets a tall, skinny kid in a G-string named Tommy Lee. <laughs> that's, a, that's a much similar story that I have when I was about that age, meeting, meeting tall, skinny <laughs> kids in G-strings. I see. I just assume with Tommy Lee, that's just his standard outfit. It's just a leather G-string. That's just what he does. It so. was It was a weird thing watching him spin upside down in a drum set. So impressive. Wearing a, so impressive. Wearing a, a jock strap made out of leather. Well, now, these guys are not just interested in music. They've also got, uh, you know, they're regular teenagers. Vinny is interested in things like uh, surfing, basketball, baseball. There you go. He likes football, wrestling, stuff like that. But, you know, he, he plays around as a kid. And he tries them all out, and music is his first love, and so he decides to concentrate on that. He begins singing with, like, school bands and his buddies' bands at the age of 14 and 15. Uh, he joins a band called Rock Candy when he's just 17 years old. That's a good name. That is a wasted name on a bunch of kids. <laughs> Rock Candy. That's a good name. It's actually a, it's a great podcast. Uh, check it out. Pantheon Podcast Network's called uh, Rock Candy. So check those girls out. They do a lot like what we do. Talk about music history and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, it is a great name. Um, so great. They've got fans. They're, they're playing shows October 3rd, 1978. Vinny's 17. He has a son from a girlfriend. His name Tammy. I couldn't find Tammy's last name. And their son, they name him Neil Jason Wharton. You so. knew you knew there was going to be a Tammy in this story. You know what? I could have <laughs> called it, nailed it. Tammy with an eye. I don't know if I mentioned that. Ooh, with an eye. What? What do you think? Way outside the box. Spell it with an eye and a G. <laughs> 1981, Vinny is discovered while performing with Rock Candy. Uh, there's a new band out there, a new form band called Motley Crue, and they're seeking a lead vocalist. And these guys were impressed by Vinny after seeing him perform um, at Tommy Lee. He's the drummer of Motley Crue. He's like, you got to come see this vocalist guy, man. I'm telling you, you guys are going to like him. And so Tommy Lee sort of set up an audition for uh, Vince, and they came out and they loved him. Do you, do you think that? A band like Motley Crue and so many bands like Motley Crue back in the day. How important was it for your lead vocalist to be able to actually sing really well? 
they got to sing well. Oh, you had to. You yeah. Had, you had to sing well, but you had singing, to sing singing for, well. for these folks was just one part of the entire pie. They had to look the part. They had to act the part. They had to um, sort of be the salesman on the stage. I mean, think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's I, I, Mick Jagger. He had an image. <laughs> he just had an image. He could sing very well. Move, I don't want to. I don't want to take away anything with Jagger. from their 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 singing, but it was the entire stage presence, and I think that's maybe where Vince Neil came in too, because he was he had a look. It, it was, that's for sure. Not everybody can be meatloaf, Brian. That's true. That's true. He had a look also. Yeah, um, big also. Fat dude. Uh, had a look was the their name Motley Crue. Well, hold on here. April 1981. After finalizing the lineup with guitarist Mick Mars, uh, he goes, "We should name the band Motley Crue," but he spelled it M O T T L E Y C R U. Now Nikki Six, he likes that, but he's like, "Why don't we sell it? Spell it with just one T and put an E at the end of Crew. That way, it's way cooler." And then finally, they got a buddy, just some dude hanging out with them. He's like. You should put the umlauts over the O. Umlauts are the two dots. Mm-hmm. So like a dot you put over an I. You put two of those over the O. And then that'll appear like tougher. And that'll pay homage to our favorite beer, Lowenbrow. So my Nicky Six gets it back one more time. He goes, let's do it one better. And he spells it Motley Crew, M-O-T-L-E-Y-C-R-U-E. And it got the umlauts over the O and Motley and the U and Crew. And Motley Crew is born. That's funny. I like the we, you have to think so hard about the name of the band. It's important, very important. Oh, dude, it's very important. It's the first thing people see or hear about your band. And so, just to give you a hint, I've been playing Twenty One Days clips forever on this show, and the origin of that band's name is not interesting. But here it goes. Uh, at our high school, we had a thing called swanning, and that's where you sort of make your hand into like the beak of a swan you pinch your thumb and your fingers together and you sort of just boom you tap somebody in the nuts kind of like a nut tap yeah yeah up, right up underneath <laughs> right up underneath pretty much yeah, yeah. Just, ah! oh, you know you just get that nut tap in there and that was called the swan because you know you imagine like a swan or a goose or something just pecking at people mm-hmm. and so uh we were warned by our vice principal that if anyone was caught swanning it was 21 days suspension and so we were like poo there's because before he said that, our band, our, the name of our band is going to be Spitting Seeds. And I'm like, that's, I don't know, but Spitting Seeds. So 21 days. And that was and that's Days with a Z, right? Well, because, yeah, you got to be cool. It's spelled Days with a Z. Yeah. <laughs> As we've established, check, check episodes like 13 through 22 uh, for all those cool kid names with a Z. Well, April 1981, there was a bunch of suede's around. The Motley Crew plays their first show in Starwood Nightclub in Los Angeles, California. In 81? In 81. Okay. And as I mentioned, a suede, a guy in the crowd spits a loogie, lands on Vinny's brand new white leather pants. What do you do when somebody spits on your white leather pants? You hit him in the head with a guitar. You jump off the stage and you start whooping on him, and so he does. Absolutely, Nikki Six do. backs him up, and he ends up cracking his bass guitar against another guy's shoulder. That, so I hope they got away with it because that—that's what that yeah. dude deserves. You don't spit. <laughs> don't on, be spitting on my pants. You don't spit on things and people. You don't do that unless you're ready to roll. I mean, <laughs> that's assault, brother. That is assault. I mean, that—that's yeah. assault, brother. Uh, right here, let's get a little background on the life of a suede rock star. So the band's Sunset Strip apartment has a major roach problem. And these dudes are poor musicians. They can't afford pesticide. So they use lighters and hairspray to exterminate bugs. 
There was a lot of hairspray um, lying around. I guarantee you, it was the eighties. <laughs> Aquanet baby. Uh-huh. Uh, if you were using the oven, you'd have to leave it on high for about ten minutes to kill any roaches that were living in there first, so they didn't get in your food. That's just and then that's just oven use one hundred and one. It got so bad that the L.A. County Department of Health Services had to force the band members to remove all the garbage they let pile up on the back patio of their apartment. Eh, it might have been a little bit their fault then, huh? Well, now, yeah, but they didn't seem like the type of guys because they didn't buy toilet paper. They wanted to save money. Instead, they used socks, uh, band flyers, or magazines, just whatever was around. That's where the old Sears Sears and Roebuck catalog comes in handy. Oh, that'd be so rough, though, dude. And then some of those glossy pages. <laughs> Don't even get me started on how coddled the American anus is these days. Oh my lord! Okay, I'll, I'll, I'm just gonna. I don't. You don't have a tushy? I'm sorry, not a sponsor. You don't have a homemade bidet? No, that was. Uh, what was that from? Don't even get me started. It's high level. Got to get there. Well, they're trying to get to the high level with the Motley Crew, and uh, Vinny makes his recording debut with the band's album "Too Fast for Love." And then in 1981, Vinny marries his first wife. He was not so fast. He got caught by Beth Lynn. Yeah, what, what? He, I, I said the album's name is Too Fast for Love, and then he got caught and married by this lady, Beth Lynn, so oh, he wasn't okay, gotcha. Beth, so fast. Beth Lynn. Elizabeth. Beth Lynn. Elizabeth Lynn. Yeah, the two namers, okay. you know them. Yeah. Beth Lynn Neal. So she's all first names now. Neal. Through a Neil. whole thing. Uh, 1982, the Motley Crew ends up signing a contract with Elektra Records. Okay. I would, what, no, Nin- when did they get? When did they come in hot? Oh, would, would you please cue the audience and I when they come in hot, Motley Crew? When they're big. What's their first big album? 1983, the band's next album, Shout at the Devil. That's Shout. Yeah. Shout. Right. Shout at the Devil. Brought Motley Crew to international stardom and a string of hits released throughout the decade, including Theater of Pain, Girls, 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 and the number one album, Dr. Feelgood, establishes the band as one of the most popular rock acts in the world. Still all good and songs. That's Still true. all good oh songs my God. today. Dude, I was rocking just like the whole time writing this episode because, you know, I, I listen to the music while I'm writing it and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Just, oh, my God. It was amazing. Well, Get you pumped up, people. When, when I was a kid, I have a distinct, like a, a snapshot memory of one of their songs smoking in the boys room which i think was a cover wasn't that a read i don't maybe not i believe it is actually a cover and uh, i think it's an old rock and roll song and it, that was in the early 80s so i was very young i was you know eight and i'm thinking <laughs> true. and now just to set the tone everybody hasn't heard yet brian and i grew up in a catholic school so you know anything that was bad was huge bad Oh, you're it's yeah. the devil. This is the devil's music. And so I remember hearing smoking in the boys' room and thinking, oh, my gosh, you can't go in the bathroom and smoke and cigarettes. <laughs> what? This is so bad. I rem- and, and when I heard the song, um, it was my little brother who was about five years old. I was about eight, nine years old. We were in the garage with my dad helping do whatever we did. And the song came on, and my brother just said, dad and he was referring to the song he goes do you like smoking in the boys room and brian you know my dad i mean my dad super nick my dad will smoke anywhere anything anywhere ever (laughs) whatever (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll, i love smoking in the boys room son (laughs) i don't know i don't know why i still remember that day i was in the garage it was 
it was smoking the boys room i just thought that song was so risque that's funny dude eh, it's not that funny well okay another <laughs> thing that's not that funny Tom Werman, he produced much of the Motley Crue's material back in the 80s. He says that Vinny is, quote, the least artistic and least involved in the creative process of all the band members. He's the singer. That's exactly what I was hoping you'd say. Now, Vinny and Tommy, um, the singer and the drummer, they're, they're notorious cheaters. And in an attempt to hide when they've been out cheating and, and banging chicks on the road, oh, okay. they used to rub egg burritos on their dicks. Um. Now we got a quote from Vinny. Explain, pl- please explain. I'm, I'm. Uh, yeah, we'll go, we'll let Vinny explain. Okay, all right. This is gonna be my best, my best Neil, uh, Vince Neil impersonation. So we'll see if I can do this. <laughs> we were always fucking other chicks at the studio and backstage, and we'd take Tommy's van to the restaurant called Noggles and buy these egg burritos, and then rub them over our crotches to cover the smell of the girls we just fucked. We never thought about going to the restroom and just washing our dicks. All right, for all you young kids out there looking for a couple pointers, egg, <laughs> That's bur- true. egg burritos. I mean, covers the stench of girl on you. My first question is though, <laughs> at let's say some, question. let's say I get into a little bit of an affair at four four p.m. in the afternoon. Who's selling egg burritos then? Not, that's true not man. around here there, not not ar- there's a time restriction that's for sure yeah so you better get i all- believe this is the morning of yeah you, gotta- you better you i guess yeah so if you stayed out all night and you're partying and doing bad you know things um that might not be a problem to find an egg burrito i mean taco bell's got one mcdonald's got one burger king if they're open they got one at least an egg sandwich well, well, I, i'm assuming an egg sandwich would work just as well well, if you are staying out all night doing bad things, beware, because you could be like Vinny. He buys some cocaine from a drag queen for $20. Turns out it's not cocaine. It's baby powder. When he couldn't get his money back, he got into a fight with a drag queen. Again, I think that's 100% totally right by him. Makes a lot of, yes. It's reasonable. That's if reasonable. If somebody spits okay. on you or sells you baby powder saying it's an eight ball, <laughs> it's time to go. It's time to throw. Hey, wait a minute. This isn't cocaine. It smells like it smells like ground up babies because that's what baby powder is made from, right? Speaking of ground up babies, October 29th, 1983, Vinny has a daughter, Elizabeth Ashley Wharton. She's completely fine. She's not ground up. Okay, good. They didn't grind her up. Now, here, uh, May 15th, 1984, from the Shout at the Devil tour in Memphis, Tennessee with Ozzy Osbourne and... Vinny and the guys in Motley Crue, they're hanging out. And Vinny and uh, Ozzy steal a car. They take it for a joyride around Beale Street, smash the windows, gut the upholstery, and have a good old time. That's stuff like that is why I, I, I think I don't want to be in a band to be rich or famous. I just want to do dumb stuff and not have any repercussions. Okay, then don't listen to this next part. <laughs> 1984. Finnish hard rock band Hanoi Rocks uh, is on their second American tour and their first to reach California. So they finally get to California after being in Finland for a while, rocking out there. Two gigs meant to be held in Los Angeles. Uh, they sell out 20 minutes. These people are, these guys are hot. People want to go see them. December 8th, the day they arrive in Los Angeles, Hanoi Rocks drummer, Nicholas, they call him Razzy, uh, Razzy, and other members of the band 
with the exception of the singer, Michael Monroe, who is recovering from a fractured ankle, they go and visit Vinny at his house. And they spend the day in Redondo Beach, and they're partying with Vinny and the Motley crew. And after partying for hours, Vinny and Razzle decide to visit the liquor store. They need to go do a beer run. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're going to take Vinny's Tomaso Pantera, which is like a souped-up freaking mm-hmm. monster car, you know, like a... Like a supercar. That's what they call those things. So Vinny, he's drunk. He loses control of the car, hits an oncoming vehicle. The two occupants of the other car are seriously injured, suffer brain damage. Uh, Razzle is killed. Uh, Vinny is charged with vehicular manslaughter and driving under the influence of alcohol in connection with the crash. His blood alcohol content at the time is uh, 0.17. So he's well above California's legal limit at the time was 0.1. So he ends up in court. He's in L.A. County, September 1985, in Superior Court with Judge Edward Hines, Jr. He sentences Vinny to 30 days in jail, five years of probation. Vinny is ordered to pay $2.6 million in restitution to the victims of the crash and undergo 200 hours of community service. He gets paroled after serving 15 days in jail for good behavior. The Motley Crew dedicated their third studio album, Theater of Pain, to Razzle, um... Let's see what was here. the name? And what was the name of that group? The Finnish group. He, uh, Razzle was in Hanoi Rocks. Hanoi Rocks. I. That's a good band, man. I remember yeah, them. Yeah, I, I remember. I don't. I couldn't tell you what songs they played, but I feel like if I heard, I should have looked that up. I didn't. Hanoi yeah. Rocks. But but I. I don't remember that story. What year was that? What did I say? Nineteen eighty-nine. Oh, Eighty-four. Okay. No, don't. I don't remember that at all. All right, cool. 1984. Yeah, 1984. Okay. Well, wow. Wow. He That was a major crime right right off the gate. I like these ones, Brian, yep. where you find the ones that have, like, big old crimes right there. Big juicy crimes. <laughs> I was looking for that, man. I, I wanted to tee them up here for you just because I know, you know, when we get off the every other week thing, I'm like, oh, it's got to be a good one. Yeah. So, and this dude been sitting on Vince Neal for a while, and I knew he'd kind of be a good one. At least he had content. Yeah, so lots of, here lots we are. of good stuff. More good things. I mean, I didn't want to have him kill anybody. That's unfortunate. But if he didn't kill anybody, he might not be on the episode. Here's some uh, rock star behavior. 1986 in Germany, the band threw two beds out of their hotel windows on top of a couple Mercedes. Then in Switzerland, the band set Tommy's uh, hotel bed on fire and smashed all the glass windows in the elevators. Again, I, uh, I, I know if you've listened to our show, there's part of me that wants to think they're doing this as a stunt i mean they kids do it today now they they do it they just do it on tiktok you know well that's true but but here uh you have fans throwing animal bones sausages and darts at the band on a show uh, at a show in london so it it goes both ways yeah man here catch this i am not cool with that man i'm not (laughs) new you're the guy in the dart league how do you not like darts i don't want one in my thigh it's not a back and forth yeah, okay. I don't want one in my thigh. Ben's very one-way relationship with darts. Oh. Well, I don't want to hit anybody with a dart. Oh, sidebar. So, okay, we did. We were playing dart league one night. This is uh, a few years back. R.A.P. Um, Cowboy Doug, by the way. Cowboy Doug was <laughs> the guy that got hit by the dart in our dart league. Cowboy Doug. Cowboy Doug. Good dude. Um, died of cancer a couple of years ago. Don't want to bring you down, but oh, it's, sorry, it, cowboy yeah, dog. yeah. So, anyways, R.I.P. We're we're playing darts one night, and of course, we'd been drinking, and um, somebody threw a dart, and it hit him right in the wrist. Now, by the way, these are soft tip plastic dart tips. Oh, 
Yeah, these are not the metal ones. These are the these are just plastic. I mean, they are the ones. It feels like why did why do I think that would hurt more? Well, it did pierce his skin right in oh. his vein, and oh oh, he was squirting blood all over the place. Oh my god! It looked like a crime scene, and then you could track him because he went to the bathroom to clean up. And there was Dude. a blood trail all the blood way trail. through the restaurant because we're at this bar restaurant spot um, where they had, you know, that's where we all met and did our dart league thing. And he's walking, I got the blood trail. He's walking through the, the it <laughs> bleeding everywhere. Sorry, Sorry Michelle. Michelle. And he's in the bathroom bleeding everywhere. Bleeding out. Oh, my gosh, because it was squirting. He was trying to cover it up, and every time he tried to take his hand, his one hand off to grab some paper towel or something, it would just like a, like a, like a super soaker go psst. Psst, psst, psst. Oh my god, dude! That is blood's not supposed to do that. That is not what killed him. Leukemia killed him. Under pressure. Well, okay. Cancer, now you cancer, just stole my joke cancer there. fucking sucks. So. Cancer. Fuck cancer, everybody. Fuck cancer. Yep. R.I.P. Cowboy Doug. All right. Well, uh, hopefully, I, I I like to think I didn't know the man, but I like to think Cowboy Doug would have liked April 1987. Vinnie marries Shiraz Rudell, a mud wrestler and fashion model. The couple have one daughter, Skylar Lene Neal. Lene, I'm sorry that threw me off. Do you do you think there's a lot of people still mud wrestling these days? It was a big thing back then. <laughs> I feel like I'm. Um, I feel like I'm. Pretty, I don't know. Pretty connected in today's, uh, you know, hip and trendy society. I'm on the I'm on the fringe of coolness. You I, are. I don't, You're on the cutting edge. I don't. I don't think I've seen any ads on my uh, Facebook marketplace for any mud wrestling event. From mud wrestling events i believe those got shut down during the during the during the pandemic there what, so what, uh, what pandemic the one 100 years ago because they were not they were not that <laughs> hip in 19 20 not 2019 okay <laughs> it was the black plague pandemic uh they stopped mud wrestling that, that was just regular wrestling and it was just mud everywhere i think it's now it's not mud wrestling it's new rue New Rue, N-U-R-U wrestling. What are you talking? Is this some Twitch stuff? What are you talking about? Google it. New Rue. Uh, homework, everybody. Tell me what New Rue is. It looks like you're, it's a slime. It's a clear slime. The millennials like the slime. Yeah. I mean, right. that's their jam. Right. And you can, you can use that slime in any way you can conceive. Wrestling. What have you? Well, if it were me, I would want to shoot a video. But here's why. 1987, Motley Crue's hanging out a lot with John Bon Jovi. And then they shoot the Girls, Girls, Girls video, which later gets banned by MTV due to its topless ladies and general strip club theme in nature. And that is, I mean, that's, again, a brilliant thing they did. It was it, <laughs> get banned on MTV. Hell yeah! You, are you kidding me? Everybody. That's true. What everybody. now? Now once they had that video banned, everybody everybody wants to see it. Everybody's talking about them. You know, I I guess how how what year? That was 1987. So now everybody's passing around like bootleg copies of VHS tapes and beta. Oh God! Yep. Beta. Yep. Big box tapes of beta. Laser discs. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Well, uh, it's not just laser discs and it's not just beta tapes, but there's also an audio component of this. And unfortunately, they are sued by a fan who claims she sustained serious hearing damage after attending one of their shows, and she's sitting in the front row. She's like, "It was really loud, and now I can't hear so well." Oh my god! 
That's, That's why I included it because I knew yeah, this would be your reaction. What do you What do you expect? I mean, <laughs> what, do you, what do you want? What do you want from me? I, I can just see this this idiot in the front row raising her hand like a fourth grader, looking around for somebody to call on her, ready to ask <laughs> for the volume to be turned down. If you want the volume down, go to the parking lot. Go go <laughs> to the bathroom. Go to the souvenir well, uh, shop. Whatever. G T F O. I mean, whatever. <laughs> she should have called the police, and it wouldn't have been a long walk because 1989, Vinny's got a small role in Police Academy 6, City Under Siege. I don't re- I Forgive me. Forgive me, Brian. <laughs> I, don't, I, I, don't have, I, I don't have an eidetic memory when it comes to nice all usage. the Police Academies after Police Academy 1. I got, 6, I got, City Under Siege? I got, I got, I got Police Academy 1 down. Six. Not so, I'm relatively not certain so six. I think that was a Bobcat Goldthwait. And then there's the guy who, you know, like that dude, he was there. No. I mean, they were doing the things. You know, the Police Academy 6. How do you not remember Hold this? Hold on. Was Police Academy 6, <laughs> maybe I do know it. Maybe I do. Was that the one where they had the, the pagans? P-A-G-A-N. No, people. no, people against goodness, people against goodness and normalcy. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was Dragnet with Tom Hanks. You're right. That's a completely right. different movie. Right. Thanks for so, saving no. me on that one. Yep, you're yeah. right. No, it's all right. It's okay. You don't remember Vinny in Police Academy Six. He filmed the scene, but he got cut and put on the cutting room floor. He didn't make it. He's out. Oh, that's probably now, why I never watched it because he wasn't yeah. in it. Yeah. Now, his time in Hollywood was not in waste because Vinny gets plastic surgery, citing a deviated septum, which a.k.a. means I got a nose job. Quote from Vinny about, uh, well, quote from Vinny. (laughs) Man, I've had so much plastic surgery, I don't even recognize myself sometimes. If I catch a glimpse in a window or something, I think it's somebody else. I don't, I don't disagree. Dude. These people, that even today. <laughs> these people, really? <laughs> you people. <laughs> you people. These. I saw. You I saw a, a photo of Madonna, just today. Oh wow! And okay, she doesn't look. What is she like? Ninety-five years old. She, yeah. She looks. Okay. She looks like she's in her early fifties, which is a huge a success. That, that, kudos to you, yeah, if, Madonna. If I was her plastic surgeon. That Michigan DNA. That would be on my business card before and after. Call me. This is just two pictures of Madonna. Madonna before, Madonna after. From this to this. Come on, guys. I mean, come on. Great. You could tell there's been a lot of digging in those, you know, face of hers. I don't know. It's just, ah. You know who looks great, and it'll come up a minute with their family. Well, we already talked about Ozzy, but have you seen Kelly Osbourne lately? She literally had plastic surgery, looks like a Kardashian. Yeah. That would freak me out. I'm like, oh, who, who is this? Who's looking at me? Yeah. Whose teeth am I brushing? Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a, that's not, that's not, I want I don't even want to use the word attractive because that's not the, 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 it's just not cool. I don't know. It's. Well, I don't know. Uh, I just be careful, guys. There's a psychological component. Just be aware of that. Yeah, and you do go through a psychological screening before you get plastic surgery. I know that's part of the procedure. You think so, it's for a, reasons you think, like that. Do you think it's a pretty like in-depth screening? Yeah. Jeez, sorry, Michelle. You think it's a pretty in-depth uh, screening? I mean, I'd, it depends how much money you have, to be yeah. honest with you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, I bet. So, uh, exactly. The screening is, let me see your bank account. You've passed. 
I think we can handle this. I think we can get you the treatment you need. Uh, all right, let's get off this weird stuff. But, well, you know what? No, let's keep talking about Rearranging Faces, 1989. Vinny punches G- Guns N' Roses guitarist I- Izzy Stradlin in the face at the MTV Video Music Awards. Uh, now, this is payback for an altercation between Izzy and Vinny's then mud-wrestling wife. Now, see, what happened was at some point in the weeks leading up to the MTV uh, Video Music Awards, Vinny is on a whitewater rafting trip in Idaho, and his wife goes out to the cat club, cat house club in Los Angeles, where she's been, like, hanging out, partying stuff, and she's apparently assaulted by Izzy Stradlin. Mm. Now, so while the rest of the Motley crew left the venue, uh, they're on camera appearance, and Vinny, uh, they did all that stuff on camera, and then Vinny waits around after for Stradlin, and Axl Rose to finish their performance of Free Fallen with Tom Petty, so he's like, okay, as soon as they're done whoa, singing whoa, with Tom Petty. Whoa, whoa. Pause. <laughs> okay. And the Heartbreakers. They were there too. Uh, Axl Rose and Tom Petty did free falling some. I, I haven't heard this. Yeah, man. How did you not? 1989 at the MTV Video Music Awards. All right. Can we pause? You, you can watch it. Can we pause the entire episode right now so I can go watch everything? All right, everybody, hold no, on. I'm just kidding. No. But I have been. There's All some. Right. There's some new Tom Petty. Not new, but new. New to me. <laughs> really, really. No. Of some. Oh, okay. that, yeah. Our 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 buddy Matt. He's like, hey, dude. There's some Tom Petty out there. That's all his old songs that are yeah done, unreleased stuff. Unreleased yeah. that are yeah that are the same song done completely different. And I'd like oh sure yeah get more into that. I, I cool man. I, no, I like they it. did the same thing with Prince too. Prince has like literally one thousand some songs done produced ready for print and so there are talks about like releasing them or not over the last you know however many decades he did music are you serious uh-huh oh i'd be on that like, trying to drink my beer I'd be on that, oh, like, fly okay. that's what i'm saying Lost man on a so stink on a monkey here what we learn from this guys is just you know record your stuff you know and just record it just hit record somebody will find it someday and love it now let's get back to there let's talk about tom petty and the heartbreakers and uh Axel Rose swinging down with Vinny here. We got a quote from Vinny. Quote. I have to, I've always have to refocus when I do Vince Neil. I still haven't got it yet. When Izzy walked off stage looking like a cross between Eric Stoltz and the mask and Neil Young, I was waiting for him. You fucking hit my wife. So fucking what? He spat. All blood rushed to my fist and I decked him. I decked him good right in the face. And he fell on the ground like a tipped cow. <laughs> now, Vinny's bodyguard grabbed him before he could do any further damage, but uh, as they were making their way outside, Vinny is confronted by Axel Rose. Quote from Vinny about Axel Rose. Axel came over snarling at us like an overdressed Doberman. Come on, motherfucker. I'm going to fucking kill you. He yelled at our backs. The situation is ultimately diffused, and both singers went on their way. The sniping, however, is far from over. Rose went on to take numerous pot shots at Vinny in the media, claiming he threw a punch like, quote, I'm going to try and do Axl Rose now. <clears throat> like a powder puff! Like a what? Thus, <laughs> like a powder puff. Uh, thus begins the infamous hair metal feud between Guns N' Roses and the Motley Crew. Axl Rose challenges Vinny to a fight. Vinny eventually accepts a fight. But so far, there's been no fight. This is just like any given day in high school. <laughs> You want to fight? Let's fight. Let's go meet at the football field. All right. Let's go, man. I swear to God, I'm going to beat your ass. I'm going to beat your ass. Nobody shows up. (laughs) (laughs) But it was probably a great move for both of them. 
Oh, yeah. And as much as I, you know me, I like to think that everything is so contrived. I don't think this was. I think this was organic. This was 100%. It seemed pretty, like, legit. Yeah. 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 I mean, they were both at the, back then, they were, they had, they they naturally were going to have beef with each other because they were trying to compete for that same dollar. You know, they they were trying to. It's true. Their audience was the same group. So they needed to compete for that same dollar. And that probably. That's true. and, And that whole entire escapade probably helped them both. (laughs) <laughs> i mean it did it, well uh, unfortunately this escapade doesn't help much because in 1990 90 1990 vinnie has a small part in the film the adventures of ford Fairlane. andrew dice clay oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Hey, hey oh hey no. oh hey oh yeah so that i don't think that really helped him out too much whoa 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 uh, whoa, whoa, whoa brian whoa whoa uh-oh, take uh-oh. about 20 percent off yeah you got a problem with ford Fairlane movie no, no, not at all. God, not a problem at all. No problems here. <laughs> Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet. Hey! Uh, 1991, following the release of Motley Crue's greatest hits album, Decade of Decadence, 81 to 91, Vinny and the Band part ways. Yeah. Vinny's drinking beginning to affect his ability to perform. So February 10th, 1992, after he fails to show up for a band rehearsal, Styx, Lee, and Mars all agree that that sounds like Candy Bar Company meeting. <laughs> Styx, Lee, and Mars. It does. Uh, six. I'm sorry. I keep calling it six. Like the Sixlets guy and uh, the Mars, Mars guy. People. They agree. <laughs> they agree that Vinny, uh, he's just a singer and he's holding us back. Now, at the time, the band blamed Vinny's race car driving in the Indy Lights circuit as the reason for the decision, releasing the statement that read, race car driving has become a priority in Neil's life. His bandmates felt that he didn't share their determination and passion for music. So now, prior to his firing, Nikki Six says the band was open with him that they're considering a new lead vocalist. And uh, Nikki told him, he said, quote, we're sitting down here. Oh, God, Nikki Six. What did that guy sound like? We were sitting down here working and we didn't want to be here. This isn't going to be happening if you don't want to be here and we have to force you out. Uh, God, I can't do it. Nikki Six. Do you remember what Nikki Six sounds like? No, but I feel like he's more Jersey. More like a Jersey. Okay. Like a okay, Jersey there we go. Not, 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 a, not a Southern Alabama slash. Yeah, no, he's, he's like California guy, though. You know, like, hey, bro, like kind of slow, bro. So a sur- you know, like, like a surfer yeah. accent. I feel like they're living on the pier. I don't know. Quote from Nikki Six. We're down here working, and we wanted to be here. This isn't going to happen if you don't want to be around here. We don't want to have to force you out of bed every afternoon. Force you out of bed every afternoon. Because you don't want to be out here, you'd be out drinking all night. <laughs> force you out of bed every afternoon. Force like, you out of bed every afternoon. That's like our wives, Brian. Yeah, right. All right, time to get up. Get up. Time to get up. It's lunchtime. You gotta cook the hot dogs. Uh, Lee accuses him of failing to contribute to the creative process, and so they're just coming at him at all sides. Vinny storms out, and his firing is announced to the public four days later. So they, it's official. Early 1993, he begins dating actress and Playboy playmate Heidi Mark after a blind date arranged by that lady's makeup artist. The two are engaged within two months. So man, kickstart your heart indeed. Oh wow, Heidi Mark. Night. All right. Heidi Mark. Don't remember that. Name. 19. I don't remember her. I bet I, no. if I saw a picture of her, I, I bet I'd remember her. <laughs> I mean, 
I bet I would. Speaking of being exposed, 1993, Exposed is Vinny's first solo album. So the album debuts at number 13 on the Billboard charts. The album features Steve Stevens, who played all bass and guitar tracks on Exposed, Dave Marshall, Robbie Crane, and uh, Vic Fox. These are just like old hair guys. Uh, The band eventually goes on tour. They open for Van Halen. The album includes Vinny's debut solo single, You're Invited But Your Friends Can't Come. Remember that? You're Invited But Your Friends Can't Come. You may recall uh, the song had two versions, actually. One, the first, which is included on the soundtrack of the movie Encino Man, starring Brendan Fraser. Remember that one? Hey, I heard they're coming out with a new Encino Man. I heard that also. And hopefully there'll be another cameo by Pauly Shore. Weezing the Jews. Now, the track is re-recorded for the album with Billy Idol guitarist Steve Stevens. That's where he's from. I knew that. Uh, pornographic film actress Janine Lud- Lin- 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 okay. Lindermolder can be seen in the video for the second single, Sisters of Pain. Um, Can't Change Me is released as the third single. That features a video filmed at uh, Record Plant. And the video for the fourth single, Can't Have Your Cake, features actress Pamela Anderson. And Vinny's son, Neil Wharton, who portrays young Vince Neil. So there's he's doing all right here on his solo career. All right. So I just looked up Heidi Mark on the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I just did. What you got, buddy? What's the YouTube report on Heidi well, Mark? Well, I mean, there's a lot of pictures of her. And I definitely now remember her. But I see. it's interesting. Describe the pictures. Oh, I'm going <laughs> to. I'm going <laughs> to. The pictures. Okay. On these old, uh, what year? It, it's a it's a Playboy from the late '80s, early '90s, whatever. Here's literally a picture of her holding a lantern. Come on, <laughs> everything isn't you know like uh, the, the frontier days. This is <laughs> and this is every Playboy shoot throughout the '80s and '90s. I'm gonna need your focus here. You're gonna need to put that away. Yeah, I have to put that away. All right. Continue. Here I can sober up the situation. August 15th, 1995, Vinny and Rundell's daughter, Skylar Neal, uh, she unfortunately dies of cancer at the age of four. Uh, he founds the Skylar Neal Memorial Fund in her honor. Since that time, Vinny and the foundation have raised awareness and funding for various child uh, illnesses. September 1995, Vinny releases Carved in Stone, an industrial-oriented album produced by the Dust Brothers. The album is recorded and is put on hold while Vinny's dealing with the illness of his daughter Skylar. The album charted at 139 on Billboard's 200. Unfortunately, that was not well-received. The song Skylar's Song, dedicated to his daughter, is released as a single from the album and uh, featured a musical video and The Crawl is released. That's a promo single. The album sells fewer than 100,000 copies in the U.S. Uh, Vinny's contract with Warner Brothers Records eventually comes to an end. And on that downer cliffhanger, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, more of Vinny Vince Neal.
Hey, what'd you do with your break? I looked at more Playboy videos of uh, Heidi Mark. <laughs> I see. All right. Well, if you can pull yourself away from the uh, monitors and screens, we'll get back into the story of Vince Neil. No, I want to talk Whoa, more about yeah. Heidi Mark. Can we get to do an episode on her? She, she uh, was... What does she play? Um... <clears throat> You hope she plays a skin flute. That's no, saying. no, she's she's just a she is a platinum blonde. Sorry, Michelle. Continue. Uh, okay, so where are we at? Catch uh, well, up, the, the, right here we're talking about uh, Vinny. He's got his own uh, solo project going on, and um, now the solo project's going good. He starts touring around this solo band. It consists of Slaughter member Jeff Blando and Dana Strum. If you want to know more about Dana Strum and members of Slaughter, check out our Dusty Roads episode. We talk about him. They've also got uh, drummer Zoltan Chaney. Zoltan Kamini. Zoltan Kamini. 1997. Vinny's solo career and the Motley Crue's fortunes are declining, so the band reunites uh, that year. Yeah, man, we're getting the band back together, dude. Sell out. So a quote from Vinny. Sell out. Sellout. Well, no, no. Quote from Vinny. No, he's not a sellout. Quote from Vinny. Quote, they admitted they couldn't do it without me, and I was selling records the way Motley Crue had. Huh? <laughs> Everybody's a <laughs> He never did better than he did when he was in Motley Crue. None of them did. Oh, there's no way. Nope. There's no way. Nope. But as they are back together, they release Generation Swine, which debuts at number four on the Billboard charts. Tensions soon erupt, however, uh, this time prompting Tommy Lee to leave the band. <laughs> Good Lord. When, who, see, if we didn't have that sort of tumultuous sort of relationship with these band members, it would never make the press. It would never make this, it would never make this, this podcast. Because this no, is you remember, to talk about. You remember a band called Nelson? Nope. They probably got long hair. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> right. Those dudes were brothers. They're twin brothers. They had long hair, and they were uh, super happy. Yeah. So Best there friends you go. in the world. Didn't work for them. Now, uh, who do you think you're going to get to replace Tommy Lee, who's used to all this craziness, but Ozzy Osbourne's drummer? See the Randy Rhodes episode. Uh, Randy Castillo. Cast- Castillo. Randy, it's Randy Castillo. Oh, did he? Just making it, fun really? of his last that's, name. that's who replaced so. Tommy Lee at for a point? Yep. You got so, it for a little bit so there. So where are we at in, in the time timeline here? Is it like in the mid-90s? Year 2000. Okay. In the year right. 2000. Uh, after just 15 months of marriage and several attempts at reconciliation, sure, mm-hmm. Vinny and Heidi divorce in 2001. I can't believe it didn't last forever. I'm so surprised. Yeah. I think he's on wife what? What did I say? Four uh, right now? I think three. This is. Three or four. Three. Yeah. Three. I think it's three, eight, four. 2002, uh, the renewed band, the Motley Crew, went on hiatus when Randy Castillo dies from cancer. Mm. So the replacement did not last long. So many cancer, fuck cancer. So many cancer stories in this episode. That's what I'm saying, this man. this be fuck cancer um, episode? Well, we'll hashtag this fuck cancer. Hashtag fuck cancer yeah, on this one, sure. Let's do that. You guys do that with all everything. You get a couple of reposts and some retweets and stuff. Yeah, I mean, we, we can do our, we can do our, 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 um, Rainbow Pride episode at some point, and our always and our sure. Black Lives Matter episode at some point. But this is our fuck cancer episode. That's All correct. Right. We don't want to. We don't want any overlap. This is dedicated to not cancer. This yeah. This is just to yeah fucking cancer. Well, and the so. the kid died, and now this girl died. Ah, huh. huh. 
Yeah, man. Eh. So there you go. Eh. <clears throat> okay. Uh, this ain't death, but August 2002, Vinny is arrested in Beverly Hills on assault charges stemming from an April incident involving a record producer, Michael Schumann. Now, he accuses Vinny of attacking him outside of L.A.'s famed Rainbow Bar and Grill in West Hollywood. Vinny pleads no contest and is sentenced to community service and some fines. As my closest attorney that I have, you, Brian, what does no contest mean? No, you're my lawyer. (laughs) That's That's fine. Uh, Sure. This is the Ben and Brian legal system. We'll get you to court on time. Pay your fines. Uh, Yeah, I guess no contest. He's like, yep, that was me. Did it. Well, I think no contest is kind of like. No, I don't think it's like that. Uh, you just kind of cross guilty. your arms in front of the judge and say, there you go. do what you got to do. I'm not do. saying nothing. Do it. Yeah, whatever, I, man. I, I say nothing. Whatever. I believe, I think that might be the just, thing. Nope. Like you just say nothing and they just go, you're you're guilty and you don't say anything. Whatever. You go, you... Okay, well, no contest. Did you hit Here's that guy fine. in the face? Huh? If you say I hit him in the face, I hit him in the face, I guess. <laughs> Nope, whatever you, you that's what you're saying you, you got his me. deposition i i'll just sit here and not say anything and not contest this we should look up what that means no contest i wonder but i think it's got to be something like that i guess it's like just, you didn't say guilty you didn't say not guilty you're not admitting to it but you're not going to defend yourself i think that's what it was i was just going to say something like that it's like you don't say you did it but you're also not going to be like, well, I didn't, I didn't not do it. I just I, Fifth Amendment. I'll take the fifth. <laughs> Two thousand two, Vinny is cast as one of the first members of the season of the Surreal Life reality TV show. They took a bunch of famous people, put them in a like a real world type house. Um, look at your history books, see what real world was. Two thousand three, Vinny is arrested again after accusations that he assaulted sex worker Andrea Terry. At the Moonlight Bunny Ranch near Carson City, Nevada. Oh. He grabbed her around the throat and threw her against the wall. That's the big uh, thing. That's the... They they had a reality Attacking sex was, workers is the big no, thing? No, 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 no. The Bunny Ranch. That was, they had a, they oh, have a, they had a okay. show on, like, HBO about that. The Bunny Ranch? Yeah. Man, I did not... I, I don't pay for premium cable, bro. I just... I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I'm not saying that I watched every episode or have it all on, you know, VHS <laughs> or anything. Sounds like you might. <laughs> I'm not saying I do. I'm not saying I don't. Well, uh, once again, April 9th, 2004, Vinny pleads no contest to battery charges and is sentenced to 30 days in jail, suspended. He is ordered to undergo 60 days of anger management counseling and is fined $1,000 plus court fees of $132. Oh, 132 bucks. That'll teach you. We're not going anywhere until you pay. And that That's you'll learn your lesson. <laughs> That has got to, I mean, what's his walking around money? Like a couple grand, you know? No, but this, it, honestly, this guy seems like he may, because he has gotten in trouble for a, quite a few things here in this episode, but it never came. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, nothing ever comes back to bite him in the ass, like a lot of our other subjects where, hey, you didn't take care of this little ticky-tack thing over here, so it just ballooned times 10. Vince Neal, I think, had that guy that has he's the hire a guy to have a calendar, drive you around <laughs> in a guy. car, get you to yep. court dates, pay your get fines, you dates, make sure you do your community fees. service. I think he's got that guy. The Motley Crew had a guy. Yeah. I think there was a guy in the that crew, guy. and that was his job. And that guy's a tr- that guy's the true hero of the story. You'll never know his name. Dude, for Vince Neal, his name was yep. like Peter Makinshift or something. 
Wow. All the Peter making shifts out there. I apologize. Yeah. Well, uh, Peter was doing his job, I guess, but not that well. December 15, 2004, an arrest warrant for misdemeanor assault is issued for Vinny after a fight during a show October 30th where he left a sound guy, Michael Talbert, unconscious for 45 seconds. What do you mean, left him unconscious? Yeah, here's the story. Now, during a solo concert at Gillies, Dallas in October, Neil suddenly runs at the sound guy while he's looking at the monitor and he tries to kick him at first, but Talbert, he saw him, and he uh, the kick misses. And then Neil starts punching him, because once your kicks miss, and you got to start with the hands. Knocks the poor sound guy out cold for a good 45 seconds, reports whoa, say. Whoa, whoa, why? What was the beef? Where was this beef at? Why Why were they fighting well, all of a sudden? He's a singer, and it's the sound guy. And so if the sound guy doesn't listen to the singer, the singer has to go let it be known. Hey, man, you, you got to listen to what I'm saying. I sound like crap, and it's your fault. So, Vince Vince Neal came, like, flying through the air oh. with a kick. And I guarantee... Yeah, like jo- Johnny Cage, Mortal Kombat. Yeah! Well, and he missed, because when you scream, you telegraph. You know his boots had, like... He, he had those, like, black biker <laughs> boots. And you Dangly know he had stuff. those chains that went underneath the... You know, the heel of the boot was a little raised. Yep. And you know that one yep. chain went underneath... And it was like a tri tri chain where it went behind the heel <laughs> and over the. You know oh, a lot about boots. Well, and over the the arch of the foot and under the heel and under the under the arch of the foot. Yeah, stirrup. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Well, it was like if if he's all the only thing he's missing to be a cowboy is a spur. <laughs> and he. That's when you retire and you go country after you've lived your life of rock and roll and glam bands. And, and they're. And they're very, and it probably wasn't a full cowboy boot. It was probably one of those three quarter boots. That's kind of kind like a zip up. Eh, <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> it's kind of big, a big Y Y Z zipper on the side of it, <laughs> right there in the inside, just so nobody can see it. And there's a ton of embroidery on the boot. And this guy's coming flying through the air at this poor sound guy that's making like forty grand a year. Barely getting yep. his kids to try and make you sound the best you can, Vinny. And and he's coming through. I'm I'm starting to lose. In my mind, I'm writing a story and I'm losing respect for this guy immediately. But I kind of want. Well, kinda, let's see I, if I can say. I kind of want some of those boots. <laughs> let me. Let, let want. me see if I can say. Do you think those are? I used to work at. I I think I got you, man. I used to work at Jim and Chuck's boot shop in the could, mall. I can I can help you out. Do you, would those boots work with all the skinny jeans I got? I mean, I got a lot of those. Absolutely, that's not. It'd true. be like leather Uggs. That's what you want. Leather Uggs, yes. Can I get leather Crocs? <laughs> no, but uh, <laughs> if you want to do something fancy. You could wear leather Crocs January 2005 to Vinny's wedding to his fourth wife, Leah Girardini. And the ceremony is officiated by, I'll give you two hints. Um, He had not worn skinny jeans. He was quite the opposite of skinny jeans. And he was not good with money. My father. MC Hammer. MC Hammer's your dad? (laughs) Spitting image. Vince Neal got married by ordained minister MC Hammer for the fourth time around. Well, he did. MC Hammer did legitimately try to like be a reverend. Oh yeah, yeah, no, he's yes, exactly. It was the worst thing he could do for his career at the time. But I respect him for trying. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> I got I got nothing. I can't make fun of an ordained minister. Oh, it just seems oh, bad. Oh, oh. <clears throat> can't touch us. Can't touch us. Uh, what were we talking about? He was married. His fourth husband. And what do you do after you get married? 2005, Vinny creates the Off the Strip Poker Tournament, which takes place in Las Vegas, Nevada, USA. So he gets into gambling. Was but at, was at, that at, during well, the big time where Matt Damon had that movie, uh, Rounders? 2005. I feel like it's yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. the big poker time where everybody wanted to be, you know, Teddy KGB. Don't splash the pot. <laughs> all that bullshit. <laughs> I'm so mad about it. All right. Brian, usually, usually Brian, you get salty, but this is my turn. This is my turn. Here we go. I just saw, I, I was always, I like playing poker. I, I remember we had a yeah. weekly game, or not a weekly, we had a regular game. And then that movie came up, and then there was like all these ESPN headed on, and that it was all drama. It was all bullshit. It was all hype. What's the big blind, little blind? Yeah. What's, uh, what do we got there? Don't splash the pot. <laughs> I was splashed in pot. If I want these plays to put those. Screw you, Matt Damon. (laughs) Screw you. Who was the uh, Teddy KGB? uh, uh, um, John Malkovich. Oh, yeah, that's right. Was Malkovich. Huge fan of John Malkovich, by the way. Love him. Being John Malkovich. You can get right inside of his head. That's a weird movie. Dude. Yeah, weird, weird movie. I don't know what's going on. Well. Sorry, Sorry Michelle. Michelle. Man, the L Lingarino. It's got the L Bubble in it. Watch yourself. 2005, Motley Crue's fortunes get a boost when Vinny and Tommy Lee put aside their differences to tour in support uh, of the compilation Red, White, and Crew, dubbed the Carnival of Sins. The tour features acrobats, fire breathers. Um, they've got basically an overall circus atmosphere that the band creates. And they head back out. And that was a huge. That was huge. That was a. Uh, yeah. That I was. Have, what, that am I wrong? Yes. Was that not a huge, huge success? I believe that is correct. That is a massive success. I didn't have any like financial numbers or well, anything. Well, no, that was at the point where a lot of their um, fans from back in the day were now adults, and yep. they had that disposable income, and they could go watch, you know, an eighty dollars show out. At a concert, you know, you didn't have to spend. When Motley Crue started up, you go to a you go to a bar for ten bucks at a cover, and have a two drink minimum. Now you're going to the Palace of Auburn Hills and you're watching Motley Crue and Cirque du Soleil in a in the same venue at an eighty dollar <laughs> cheap seat, and nobody had a That's and true. nobody had a problem paying it. Yeah, That's true. So they've arrived. What? Where? Where are we putting them? No, I say once you've arrived, you can you can just charge anything you want. Woo! It's true. While you're sitting in the cheap seats, 2007, you can drink Vinny's brand of tequila, Trace Rios, Three Rivers. Trace I didn't even take Spanish. Rios. Yeah. Tequila. But don't drink. Yeah, I think it, it's yeah, much tequila. Don't drink too much. 2007, Vinny is arrested for suspicion of DUI in Las Vegas after police spot him making some erratic moves in his Ferrari. Uh, Vinny later works out a deal with prosecutors where he pled guilty to reckless driving in exchange for them to drop the DUI charge. We call it payola on this show, and that's how that works. 
We are from Michigan, and we do take pride, and uh, these guys are from L.A., and they take pride in that. In 2008, The Motley Crew releases the album Saints of Los Angeles, featuring all the original members. Never heard of it. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. 2010, uh, Vinny is cast in ABC's Skating with the Stars. Skating with the Stars? Yeah, he ice skates with professional ice skater Jennifer Wester. Never heard of it or her. Wow. Sorry. Okay. Uh, have you heard? Have we'll you ever heard again. of that? I briefly remember skating with the stars. Well, yes. I mean, I'm waiting for you to get I, to the I, the ones we've heard of. Okay. No. Well, yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. keep going. We'll keep going. Uh, 2010. You've heard of this one. It's called divorce. Vinny announces that he and Leah are separating. Mm, no, I'm waiting for the one I've heard nope. of. <laughs> okay, sorry. 2010, Vinny releases his third solo album, Tattoos and Tequila. His first solo release in seven years. The album is the soundtrack to the book he released the same year called Tattoos and Tequila to Helen Back with one of Rock's most notorious frontmen. Each song on the album corresponds with the chapter in the book. This starts a beef with Sharon Osbourne. Quote from Vinny. <laughs> Sharon Osbourne's one of the most evil fucking women I've ever met in my life. Quote from Sharon Osbourne. Vince, of course, I tried to keep my husband away from you at all costs, as I truly felt you were a danger to Ozzy, yourself, and everyone around you. Neil is a pathetic 50-year-old party boy who continues innocent p- to put innocent people's lives at risk by getting behind the wheel of a car and driving drunk and being arrested for assaulting women. Enough said. Quote from Vince. Uh, quote from Vinny. I, I, I don't Vin- I don't think there's any argument on either of those fronts. I think they're both 100 percent accurate. No, hold on, you're killing my flow here. Hold on here. We're there. Yeah, quote quote from Vinny. The thing about Sharon is, and I don't hate Sharon. I never have. But uh, when you read the book, this is really just my view of Sharon 26 years ago because she was not nice to Motley Crue. Uh, we called her the No Fun Tour. We had T-shirts made and smiley faces and bullet holes and passed them out to all the road crew. She wouldn't let us have girls backstage, and she only gave us a half a case of beer between all of us. wasn't even any fun. But when she left, that's when we all had a great time with Ozzy, and I haven't even talked with Sharon since those days, except for when we just got off OzFest tour a few weeks ago, and everything's great. But... She doesn't understand that that's my view of her back then. So I think all uh, yeah. three of those accounts are very <laughs> accurate. I believe them all. They have they have no confliction with the, each account dovetails perfectly with I think the truth. <laughs> I think she she probably did all that stuff. Vince Neil was probably everything she said he was, and I could see from a wife's point of view. <laughs> Why their husband hanging out with that dude? That guy. Uh yeah, no, no don't hang out with Vinny. No. That's not the no, guy. I'm your tour ma- tour manager, and I have a a, a, a a you can't don't no no you stay here. Slash your <laughs> your wife. You can't go nowhere. Which is probably it's probably the right decision. <laughs> Sharon may have been onto something because June 2010, Vinny is arrested again on suspicion of drunk driving in Las Vegas after having allegedly smashed a fan's camera. He's released on, uh, wow, he's arrested for suspicion of drunk driving in Las Vegas after having allegedly smashed a fan's camera and released in $2,000 bond. All right. 
Uh, January 26, 2011, Vinny pleads guilty to drunk driving and is sentenced to 15 days in Clark County Jail, along with 15 days under house arrest, uh, fines, and various re-education programs. So he's starting to learn the systems, what it sounds like. He's starting to get the uh, get the deals made and get in and out with the least amount of charges and issues and jail time as possible. Again, again, so. I, I'm, I, I get it. You don't want to get in trouble. Kids, be good. Never put yourself into a position where you have to have a lawyer argue on your behalf to get house arrest. Wow. But if you if you do get in that position, make sure your lawyer is able to give you as much house arrest as possible cuz it sounds like fun. I'm just saying. Yay. You got You in the house arrest. This is your you thing. You stay home for 15 days. You can't go anywhere. <laughs> you got to stay home. I'm not going to make any rules for your showering or your etiquette or what you eat for breakfast, lunch and dinner. But you got to okay. stay home for 15 days. It's a rule. <laughs> you got to do it. And and, and if, well, if I'm if I'm that guy, I'll be like, judge. I will. I will. I will. I will abide. I will. I will 100 percent abide. 15 days. What about 16 days? Whatever. Huh? Huh? Whatever you say, sir. What's up, judgy, judgy, judge man? You're trying to get extra days added, so you have to stay Dude, home. a new video game just came out. I want to try that a little bit. I can. How many days can I uh, get? If you want to tack a few on for the next thing I'm going to do, that'd be fine, too. I got a way for you to stay home. What you do is March 2011, Vinny's charged with battery after allegedly busting into a comedy show at the Las Vegas Hilton and getting into an argument with his ex-girlfriend, Alicia Jacobs. Now, Which one is she? That's just some random, some rando, F- five or six, just some rando. yeah, some rando. Now here's the thing: comedian Hal Sparks was performing on stage that night, and he he's got a whole bunch of tweets about it. So you can go read all the tweets from Hal Sparks. Like, oh my God, Vince Neil just came into my show and started arguing with his girlfriend. What year is this? This is 2011. Oh, it's recent. <laughs> yes, well, within a decade. May 2nd, 2011, Vinny's attorneys plead not guilty on his behalf during the arraignment. Uh, he is ordered to stay away from Jacobs and is scheduled to appear in court on August 8th. Now August 8th comes around. Vinny's trial is rescheduled in November due to an unexplained emergency. He's playing the game, man. He's shuffling the shells. He's moving the cards. Three-card money. Well, I mean, he's getting good at it, and he apparently has somebody around him that can help. Yes. Lawyers, lawyers, you'll never know, know the names of. That's a good lawyer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good lawyer. absolutely. Yep. Well, speaking of other people, you'll never know their names. 2012, Vinny ventures into the gentleman's club business. He opens Deja Vu Presents Vinny Neal's Girls, Girls, Girls in Las Vegas. It's probably Vince Neal's, my autocorrect. Vince Neal's Girls, Girls, Girls in Las Vegas, Nevada. Oh, really? So now he's got himself in the strip club business. <laughs> yep. And you ain't never going to know her real name. You never met a stripper named Crystal? No. I Listen, I, I've, <laughs> I've been to a lot of strip clubs. I'm not proud of it. I didn't really enjoy them when I was there. Sadly, for kind of a job, posi- uh, a, a job position I had. Strictly you know, I, professional. Had, well, this is for work. I, I have to do this for work. I got to go. If I don't go, I'll get in trouble, honey. I, you, know, whatever. <laughs> you don't want me to get in trouble, do you? Just funny watching people be uncomfortable. 
I don't, all in all, I don't miss it much. <laughs> When's the last time you've been to a strip club? A strip club. Uh, 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 I, I think I, I bet I know when you were. When was uh, the last time you were Yesterday. No, I'm kidding. I was no. there this morning. You get the 2 o'clock buffet. Well, right. I never know. What are you doing? I'm doing a live <laughs> podcast from <laughs> yeah, a strip, podcast club. strip club. This is all on my phone. Uh, When's the last time recording? you were at one, Brian? Oh, lordy. Um, yeah, no, it's always bachelor parties is the reason I, I go to those places. And I don't think that was at Vince Neal's strip club. It was at <laughs> Cheetah's. It was a cheetahs. It was a cheetahs. Way to bring it back around. 2012, Vinny sings a cover of Japanese rock band Lark on Seal's song, Blurry Eyes, to their tribute album. All right. So he's doing Japanese work now. Uh, April 2014, Vinny acquires ownership of the Arena Football League's Jacksonville Sharks. So now he's into arena football. Really? Diversify. Yeah, I guess so. Doesn't last long. After 14 weeks of the season, the team is taken over by the league. Well, uh, I know you don't know, but I wonder why. Uh, mismanagement. I looked a little bit into it. They just were mismanagement. Things couldn't, yeah. they couldn't pull stuff together. So, Arena football is kind of big. So people mean, like it, man, in certain markets. one of the only sort of, in today's uh, universe, the only things that are football that isn't the nfl canadian football european football the um cf no what was the one that donald trump owned up like the uh, arena football is one of oh, the only xfl's that, coming back buddy is it xfl's coming back yeah it is they're making another I'm run not gonna invest into it well yeah i don't know there's but. only room for one football I mean, there's only room for one, the NFL. Nobody wants anything less. Well, just like one NFL, one XFL, following like the, the 2014, you're not, what do you, what do you want to say? <laughs> it's only, it's kind of like the WNBA. Come on. Is that actually still a thing? <laughs> Nobody knows. Continue. Are you, can I? All right. Following their 2014-2015 world tour, all four members of Motley Crue sign a secession of touring agreement. That means that their final show in 2015 would be legally the last time the group could tour together. Huh. There you go. I don't think that Bob Seger ever had that same clause in his agreement. Uh, no. Neither did, like, the who. Or what is Bob? it? The Rolling Stones are still on tour. Well, no, it's it's fine to continue to be on tour, but at your fifth farewell tour, <laughs> it's about time to hang it up. I don't believe you, Bob. I just I'm I'm just saying I'll see you here next year, buddy. Bob, I bought these tickets thinking this is the last time you'd be around. It's twenty years later, dude. <laughs> One of these days you'll be right. I I appreciate your 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 tenacity. But come on, man. Now, see, I made that mistake with Tom Petty. I was like, ah, I'm not going to go. We were going to go. And I was like, nah, we'll catch him next year. Oh, so that's Can't like the flip it. side of the coin. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> he died. Huh. I guess I, I I guess I should have went to that last tour. Should have went. Same with Rush. I didn't know they were going to retire. I was going to go one more time. I'm like, all right. My, Matt, Matt thinks Rush is going to come back. Oh, I'm. So, you know where the, I'm there. I'm Whether you guys go or not, which I know you will, I'm there. So. Well, I mean. Neil Peart's dead. 
Well, yeah, but the, the, his kid, though, maybe or something? I mean, they did that with Van Halen, too, so. I think his kid's dead. <laughs> oh, well, then, it's, never mind. It's, it's like a sad, sad story. December 2015, Vinny, along with Rockstar Investment Group President Mark Daniels and Vice President Robert Huco are sued by Sorab Farudi for fraud over a half-million-dollar investment towards Las Vegas Outlaws Arena football team. So the football team thing came back around. Okay. Uh, there you go. In an unrelated uh, legal issue, Vinny is also cited by the East Bay area of San Francisco for violating the daily water cap of 1,000 gallons after his home in Danville is discovered to have wasted 2,200 gallons of water a day. So 2,200 gallons of water every day. He's fined $2 per gallon over the cap, totaling over $150,000. Wow. Wow. He, now he claims... California? Right. He claimed on Facebook uh, that he had not been in that house for over five years. So it sounds like somebody broke a pipe and he wasn't around to check it out. And there you go. My 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 idea, I think they, the toilet, you know, sometimes you had to <laughs> jiggle the run. handle. Yeah, you got to jiggle the handle. Nobody jiggled the handle. For five years. That's the $150,000. Jiggle the handle, everybody. Yeah. I, I still am worried about that every time. When we go on vacation, <laughs> I make sure all the toilets are not running before we lock the door. That's good. Fill the, cat, fill the cat food bowl up to the top, put a bunch of bowls out for water, jiggle the handles, turn the turn the uh, the dial down on the water heater to vacation. There's actually a dial on my water heater that so says vacation. vacation. Yeah. No, turn to vacation. Yeah. Bam. Nailed Off it. you go. Yep. Well, now, some things you don't jiggle. April 2016, Vinny is charged with a misdemeanor battery for assaulting a woman outside of the Aria Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Now, Kelly Guerrero approached Vinny for an autograph, and he pulls her to the ground by her hair before actor Nicolas Cage could restrain him. Now, that guy's the, a hero. He's a hero. Apparently, the fight goes down at uh, 5 p.m., Nicholas Cage and Vinny are inside when a woman comes up to Nicholas Cage, because why wouldn't you, and asks for an autograph. And then that's when Vinny allegedly got behind the woman, grabbed her by her hair, and did like sort of that snap down, just yeah, and just pulled her to the ground. Now Nick's trying to restrain Vinny and calm him down. He's like, What are you doing? Just calm down. And then they take it outside the hotel. And uh, Nick shuffles him off into a car, and he's screaming at him the whole time. He's like, you got to calm down. Just calm down. Vinny, he pleads guilty, and he strikes a deal to receive six months probation. He's fined $1,000. Guerrero sues Vinny for $150,000 for medical expenses, lost wages, physical and emotional distress caused by the whole incident. And in response... Vinny demands the case to be thrown out, denying all allegations, even though you can watch video on TMZ's website. Uh, he denies all allegations of wrongdoing, accusing Guerrero of seeking publicity. So now the case continues to drag on in 2019 when Vinny's attorney accuses him of refusing to pay over $180,000 in legal fees stemming from that whole court case. And now that necessitates judges' involvement because now you've got a client who's arguing with their lawyer. Looks like we hit into payola town again because we never end uh, see the end of this particular court case. Hmm. Well, that's yeah, it, it's getting close to present day. So Things there's are a dragon in there. A, yeah. Well, a lot of the stuff 
it doesn't come down to the people that are trying to sue. They don't really care if he's in trouble. They're just trying to make money. I think you're right. Yeah, I mean, and that's and that's a gray area where um, civil and liable lawsuits come into play. Where you know you get in trouble, you got to do community service slash go to jail. <laughs> Compa- compared to civil, where you just have to pay money. That's you know, true. Pay money. It's like OJ never had OJ never had to go to jail for killing his wife, but he did have to pay the family for killing their daughter. Yep, that's true. Well, uh, speaking of making some money, November 2016, Vinny reveals that he's been contacted and is scheduled to play with his own band at the inauguration of Donald J. Trump in Washington, D.C. on January 20th, 2017. We got a quote from Vinny about it. Quote, I don't know how long I have to play. I don't even know if the Republican Party says which songs to play and what not to do. They played at Trump's inauguration? No, but he got the offer to do so. And oh, then okay. Okay, that's a weird. Go through that's there. That's a weird thing. Kicks down my heart and you never start. I said, whoa, yeah, Smoking baby. Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> Everybody, Donald Smoking J. Trump. Smoking in the boys' room. <laughs> uh, Smoking in the boys' room. That's a fool around. That's a weird thing because they don't they don't seem like a very politically motivated group of individuals. No, that's that's probably not it. And those are the Motley Crue songs. I don't know if uh, Vinny is allowed to play those, so he would have to do his own. I don't see him being a real activist on any sort of level. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Neil Young, yes. Alanis Morissette, absolutely. Sure. Kid Rock, I get it. Yeah. Not Vince, Vince Young. Vince, Vince Young. Neil, <laughs> Vince Young. Neither of them, really. <laughs> Isn't he a sportscaster, Vince Young? Actually, I think Vince Young might be a better Trump, Trump or Trump bat, Trump or Trump. Uh, plays no, better Vince. trumpet than Vince yeah. New. Sure. All right. All right. There you go. Uh, he could have used those trumpet skills. 2017, Vinny's cast as a member on the new Celebrity Apprentice. And so he's hanging out with Trump. I guess they're buddies. I don't oh, know. maybe th- maybe they are friends. I really didn't dig into it too much, so I don't. Hey, know. hey, did we skip over the thing where they did the when he did the um, MTV where he was looking for a girlfriend and just like banged a bunch of whores? <laughs> yeah, I didn't get into more of his reality shows and his actor stuff, but yes, there was definitely that reality I think, show. Am I wrong in saying there's some? Um, it's on Netflix or hulu or something where it's unedited oh i haven't seen this that would be entertaining no 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 it doesn't (laughs) make it i see it doesn't make it better because i i never saw the originals i think it was like an mtv or something and Uh, and these girls got on there and they were just basically i mean not they weren't prostitutes but they're just trying to get on tv (laughs) to make money maybe they were exactly prostitutes but <laughs> sounds like maybe they may yeah, they might be. and he was he was all for it he's like oh, all right whatever you think you got to do to win the competition <laughs> let me get a couple egg burritos man <laughs> <laughs> oh we're killing Ben. <coughs> hey, 
Exactly. He's Going got egg down. burritos, double fisting an egg burrito, just with a big <laughs> smile on his face. Everybody <laughs> in the know knows what that means. All right. Where, what year are we on right now? We're at September 13, 2018. Vinny confirms that Motley Crue, the Motley Crue, is reformed and plans to release new music. So, hey, man, let's do it again. Get Nobody the band ever back hired, together. <laughs> Nobody ever hired Motley Crue to play new music. Not for like 20 years. Well, maybe not. Uh, I need but, to hear Girls, Girls, Girls and Smoking in the Boys Room. That's all I want to hear. Just play the chorus. <laughs> smoking in the Boys Room. Yeah, do it again. Dude, just, 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 just dance, monkey dance. That's so bad, but that's exactly what some of those bands turn into, man. You made a living doing the stupidest crap in the world. Just now accept your ti- position. Now, now it's time to grow up or Just do what I say. accept your position. Play taking you... care of business. And and this is every band that got huge. <laughs> Come on. Just marching ants, Dave Matthews. We don't want to hear your new shit. All right. Just... I'm not when I'm on <laughs> And and Dave Matthews, they were even nobody even wanted to hear that guy. Everybody just wanted to hear the fiddle. Play the fiddle guy. Where's the fiddle guy at? Oh, he's He's not on tour this tour. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not going. Play the fiddle guy. Come on. We're on a hill. It's 85 degrees outside. It's 10:30 at night. Get to the shit. (laughs) Dave Matthews. Somebody's salty. Wow. you have, a bad, you have a bad time at a Dave Matthews concert once, or what happened? Once? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. Hold All on. Right. Sorry, Michelle. <laughs> I see. Superfan Michelle is involved. All right. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm singing a Dave Matthews song. <laughs> Continue. Well, I feel like you're going to get us sued just like December 10th, 2018, when Howard and Howard Attorneys, PLLC, request to file lien against Vinny after he refuses to pay them $187,364.01 in legal fees. Oh, and one cent. Well, you got to get that extra penny in there. It makes it, it, makes it seem legitimate. I mean, it's more, it's more real. We have an equation, and this is what the numbers spit out at us. It's, this it's, is the it's, ratio. It's, it's legitimate. You owe us this percent. Uh, they don't get that percent. July 8th, 2019, a federal judge orders Vinny to pay Howard and Howard $170,169.56. So, shorten you about seventeen grand. Yeah, that seems like a, 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 a small discrepancy. if you would like to learn more about the motley crew there's a book 2001 autobiography which covers their rise and fall the dirt confessions of the world's most notorious rock band which sounds familiar because the dirt is 2019 now a movie on netflix called the dirt i've said that enough so you know it's a feel-good story about four dudes from Hollywood, California, USA, who shout at the devil, meet girls, 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 with looks that kill. They get caught smoking in the boys' room, let out a primal scream, 
without you and with you only 10 seconds to love knock them dead kid never the same old situation never something for nothing keep your eyes on the money you're too young to fall in love don't go away mad just go away and always remember there's no place quite like home sweet home i love that i love that that was awesome you like that That i really did like that 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 was all their big music that's that's the that's the attempt there. Same now, uh, old, <laughs> same old situation. Right, yeah, it's the same old ball and chain. November eighteenth, two thousand nineteen. Rumors begin circulating that the Motley Crew are plotting a twenty twenty stadium tour with Def Leppard and Poison. How do you think that went? COVID. <laughs> you don't COVID. have to just wreck it that much, but twenty twenty, yeah. COVID. So you just, didn't do that. Every the the answer to that the answer to that question is the same as every answer to that question for that year. COVID. Yeah, yeah, we'll Mother postpone that. <laughs> Later that day, the Motley Crue post a reunion announcement on their website, which explains Motley Crue's return and their decision to blow up the secession of touring agreement they had signed. They're back, baby. I'd go to see one of the concerts. I think. Oh, I'd go. for sure. I think yeah, that would be I'd fun. Go. That would be a good. I'd time. go. I they're they're lovable. Fun, lighthearted individuals. All the stuff that they were, you know, at least Vince Neil was accused of doing, it wasn't that bad. I mean, <laughs> did he? Am I wrong? No, just that's a great way to tee up a quote from Vincent Vince Neil Wharton himself. Quote Looking down on it from a helicopter with a bottle of jack in my left hand, a bag of pills in my right hand, and a blonde head bobbing up and down on my lap. I felt like the king of the world. Vincent, Vince, Neil Wharton, everybody. Woo! Woo! So what's the worst thing he did? Killed the guy in a car crash. But that was an accident. Eh. I, I mean, don't, I don't mean, drive drunk, bro. Well, I agree. 100% agree. Don't do, don't, don't do, you're not supposed to do that. No, but, but I think that's about like the worst one. Like that. He wasn't. That's he And he seemed to have kind of bounced back pretty quick from it from. Well, I read you. I mean, he wasn't beating girls up. He wasn't. Yeah, he was. He had a couple assault and batteries on women. What are you talking about? Did the he? Bunny Ranch. That one girl who was a model. Yeah, man, you were not paying attention. You were looking at pictures, weren't you? <laughs> a little bit. Um. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, he's a tough customer to pin down on how I got to feel about him. We have some feedback. That only affects me. Okay. Turn that off. That's good. That's good. Right. Um, Okay. Right now, we got some Instagram. We got an Instagram comment from it's BD. He says, hello, bro. How are you? Well, Jayhen, I'm good. Thanks for asking, man. Short and sweet. There you go. All right. And we got a couple. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's open to Ben as well. So uh, Ben's doing good. Just want to say hi. Yeah. Hey, bro. Thank you. And thank like, you, right? I appreciate you listening. Thank you so much. Yeah. Be like be like it's JNBD. Uh we yeah. got a speak pipe. Okay, you ready? Um, let's see here. We got a speak pipe from Anonymous. What the hell was that? <laughs> Somebody's dog, I think, got on there. Uh, That's a dog. That's a dog or a bear, possibly a (laughs) 
a metazoic dinosaur? I don't know. Possibly what that a was. possum. No, I believe we asked for uh, people to send us their dog clips because uh, we are giving some shout outs to the no longer present mascots of the show. So, uh, yes. hey, yes. appreciate that. Good. good to know some dogs are listening to the show. Good boy. Good boy. Well, as good boy. as good girl. He's a good dog. And, and the cool part about that was is that we knew it was a dog. I'm assuming <laughs> it was a dog. I think so. <laughs> and we appreciate that. I right? want to go so far to say that, one, I do appreciate that, but two, that was a bulldog. I'm I'm going to go that far. And if I'm right, let me know. That'd be awesome if you're right. But That'd I think you're great. really painting yourself in a corner on that one, right? <laughs> this is what I believe. It's in my head. That was a picture of what I saw was a bulldog chewing on someone's phone. All for I our speed was, pipe. Yeah, and it was thank a, you so I, much for that. They were just like, if you could hear the owner of the dog, the, the human of the dog human part, like, he's a good boy. He's a good boy. He's a good boy. You couldn't hear the part because the dog was like, <laughs> what do we need speak pipe for? I got I think you. It, I think it was a bulldog. All right. Okay, I told I'm you. Gonna, I'm, I'm I told your, you. I'm, I'm in lockstep. All right. Bulldog. All right. We got another speak pipe from Jay Dizzle. He has left us uh speak pipe before. Uh speak pipe from Jay Dizzle. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, all you jab cats. Hope you're having a beautiful day and enjoying the sweet sounds of crime and music. <laughs> Jay Dizzle, everybody. Sounds I, like he was I, having a party. I think. Okay. And that's awesome they did this. I got a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> Here we go. No, I, tons Strap of Strap in. So at the end of when he said, I, I think it said, I think he should have ended it with the Kool-Aid, the quote from the Kool-Aid man. Oh, yeah. And that would <laughs> oh, be cool. Yeah. But do we know, do we know anything about this guy? Uh, this is Jay Dizzle. It says he is in the Chicagoland yes. area. Yes. Yes. I, I, I guessed that was in my head. That wow. is. No, that is, I think, a very Chicago sound. You oh, go to a lot of, okay. You go to a lot of like little uh, pubs and bars in Chicago, and you okay. get that little bit of a little little bit of a jazz flavor. Yeah, uh, the northern sort of um, part of the Mississippi, and 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 that is a very Chicago sound when you're in a a nice restaurant or a nice establishment, and you get that sort of a of a blues scat rhythm sort of thing. Yeah, I I I feel that. And I was I used to go to Chicago a lot, not so much anymore. But sorry Michelle. Um <laughs> I get that. I I feel that. I like it. I want to hear more of it. It makes me want to go back there. And thank you very much, Jay Dizzle. Well, sweet. It's very nostalgic for me. I like that. That's fun. Thank you. Well, can we go since, to Chicago now? Yeah, we let's go to Chicago. Since like, Ben's no, talking now. about Chicago, like oh, no, now, now it's it's now. What time is it? Twelve ten. Oh God, yeah, let's do that. Timestamp. I'll be there in forty minutes. Pick you up. We'll be drinking uh, margaritas at at Billy Goat's Tavern. Nice. Yeah, at um, 
9 o'clock in the morning. You ready? Let's go. But I want to go to John Barleycorn's. We'll go there uh, next. Afterwards. If you'd like to join us on the road in Chicago, or if you'd like to leave your own feedback like, it's Jay Han BD, or the dog, or Jazz Daddy Jay Dizzle, go to crimeandmusic.com, leave us a speakpipe voice message, or find us on all the social medias at Crime and Music. We truly do love hearing from you guys. We'd love to hear some more interesting comments from everybody, from their pets, uh, what kind of jazz you listen to, what kind of music you, you do, whatever, whatever you like, man, just go hit us up. If you you'd like that to do more than that and if you can do more than that please leave us a review wherever you get your podcast thank you for listening and uh like the song says never trust a big butt and a smile my my kids now know about this podcast and they're listening to it brian i don't know about that yeah i might have to be done It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.